Holding this and Graham's ready when you are. Super stuff. Uh, Paul, welcome. Congrats on the new job. How have the first 48 hours been as, as Ipswich Town Manager? Hectic. Very hectic to say, say the least. Um, obviously we travelled back from the game uh, from Accrington, which was great, especially on the back of a, a really solid win. Do you know, we got into the club yesterday to meet a few different people, uh, to Lee, uh, myself and Gary, so we had a really good day at the club and obviously the players were off. Uh, we got to know some of the staff yesterday and today's been the first day and it's been a, a really good day. Unique circumstances, your first managerial appointment over Zoom. Uh, you mentioned a statement on Tuesday, it's been a quick turnaround as well. So, so when did you first speak to Marcus Evans and how did you feel when it was all confirmed, Paul? I probably spoke to Marcus about two years ago telling him I wanted the job. I'm only kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only kidding. I think that the first conversation with Marcus was probably Sunday. Um, looking back, we had a couple of conversations booked in over Zoom. Um, obviously, Marcus went away then and come back. I think it was in the evening. You know, and obviously, we were both speaking very, you know, similar to what we were both looking for out of each other. You know, going forward, what we'd expect out of each other and what we felt was achievable and I think from there everything happened very, very quickly. So, you know, I'm very grateful for Marcus and, you know, for giving me the opportunity. So obviously very chuffed when it was all signed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't sign over Zoom. No, I kept asking him how you did it. <laughs> how has your, your break from management been and, and how much have you missed it? Horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. My poor Mrs. Joanne is absolutely in bits. She wanted me out ages ago. I think when you... I think it was difficult for me because the circumstances to me being out of work were different. Are you with me? You know, I can't thank Wigan Athletic enough for what they've done for me, you know, as a player and obviously as manager. And, you know, what went on to Wigan was so wrong, you know, but that's football. And, you know, it's so sad to see them in the position they're in. You know, it's great to see Liam putting a team together now that's given them a fighting chance to stay in the league. And I certainly wish them the very best of luck for the rest of the season, you know, but I'm not good at home. You know, I'm genuinely not. I just, I, I, I like. You can't go and watch football. You can't go and watch your team play. You know, and you and you're out of work. So you can imagine what I was like. <laughs> Must have meant a lot when Wigan, you know, tweeted their support just a couple of days ago. I, listen, I can. I will only ever speak about Wigan in the the greatest esteem. We had, you know, there's so many good people up there lost jobs and stuff. That's just not correct. You know, it's easy when you're a football club and you're well paid and you know you've had a career within the game. You know, but some people who love the club up there have lost jobs and it's so tough. Have there been interest, Paul, from anywhere else? And what makes Ipswich the right fit for you? Yeah, do you know, like as a manager, one of the things when you're out of work, you'd appreciate how many other managers are out of work, how many people are after jobs and that. You know, it's difficult. I did turn down jobs, you know, for whatever reason, in whatever division, purely because I had my mind set up for something I wanted to do. Do you know, at the time, I wanted to stay in the championship. I really did. It was something that I thought I was capable of. But on the Ipswich job coming round, on speaking to Marcus, it's clearly that obvious that Ipswich don't want to be in League One. I particularly don't want to be in League One. So we have a great opportunity to help each other now. Well, you inherit a squad as well, coming into possibly its best form of the season. How have the players been during your, your first training session today? As you can imagine, there'll always be a little bit of hesitancy and doubt in players with a new manager coming in. And as I say, when there is change of football clubs, for as happy as some people might be, there should be disappointment. Do you know, people losing their jobs in football is sad. Do you know, it's something that us managers now have to put up with, in my opinion, with far too much regularity. Do you know, so going forward, the players will get used to me over a period of time. 
Do you know what we want to do? We just want them to be the best they can be. Do you know? And at every club, the supporters want to be proud of the team. And as the present manager of the club, that's my job to make them feel that. Have you had much dialogue with the players, notably perhaps the senior players and the captain, Luke Chambers? Trying to. Do you know, Luke had a day off yesterday after absolutely excelling on the pitch on Tuesday night. He was one of the best players on the pitch by far. So we had the day off yesterday. It's, and it'll be a, a slow burner of getting to speak to them one at a time. Do you know, just ex the expectancies of myself, the rest of the staff and the club. And, you know, certainly then writing a pathway forward of what we believe could lead us to success. And supporters, Paul, be keen to know where the land lies with two players in particular, Caden Jackson and John Nolan, who've been out of contention in recent weeks is it a clean slate for them and I, everybody else I think for whenever managers go into clubs there's always clean slates for people because you don't know what the previous relationships have been like you don't know the rights and wrongs of situations so the reality for everybody going forward it's a clean slate do you know them two lads will be no different than that obviously I think the club will be announcing something possibly with John shortly um, and for Caden the same so you know the brutal truth is yeah the lads are back involved and the team's winning, we've got strong depth of squad, so competition for places is huge. You've been quoted as saying that promotion is the immediate target this season, which is the kind of talk every supporter wants to hear. And I see in Marcus's later statement, he's, he's not ruling out the top two, so, so no pressure <laughs> there. But, but, but just how big a challenge will it be? To get in the top two will be a big one, that's for sure, tell Marcus. Um, you, you're saying we've got to aim for the stars. We have to do that. It's, it's what football's about. Do you know, as a young kid, when you follow your team, you want to be in the FA Cup final, you want to dream. For Ipswich Town Football Club, probably similar to Sunderland and Portsmouth in the division, you know, the supporters genuinely believe that they shouldn't be in the league. So the, the target has to be automatic promotion at the minute. If that's not mathematically possible or difficult to do, we'll be in the playoffs and try and get in them. And unfortunately, if we didn't make the playoffs, it'll only be because we've done our best. Just a few words on your backroom staff. How excited is Gary Roberts to be back at Ipswich Town? Uh, he's had enough of me shouting at him on the pitch, hasn't he? So he thought, I'll come and join you. Um, listen, Gary, you know, enthusiasm for football is a, is a thing that should be a given. Unfortunately, now in the modern world, the enthusiasm sometimes for the game isn't there with certain people. So certainly Gary's coming on the staff and he'll give me that in an abundance. He's, he's going to be, it's his first job in coaching. Do you know, last time at Wigan, we gave Anthony Barry his first his first job. Anthony's now first team coach at Chelsea, you know, and just took a job with the FAI, with the national team. So these young coaches getting opportunities can go on and Gary will be a great addition to the coaching staff. Matt Gill and Jimmy Walker are staying on. Will there be any more additions to your team? We're just going to watch this space, you know, as I said to Marcus, let's get in. You know, let's just get in. You know, Liam Richardson's been my assistant manager at every club. Do you know what, what I did feel alongside with speaking with Liam? Do you know the reality of revisiting that situation when Wigan are in a relegation fight, when we both have a massive affinity to Wigan Athletic Football Club, I didn't think that would be correct and proper for us to visit that situation now. So hopefully maybe we might revisit that situation at a later date. But going forward, I want everybody to feel they're going to get the correct opportunity to be part of the future success for the club. And you signed a contract, Paul, until the summer of 2023. Did you seek any reassurances from Marcus Evans as to whether you'll be working with him throughout that time? There's obviously strong talks of a takeover being close and it'd only be fair for you to ask on that front. Listen, my talks, Marcus, were totally about football, um, about the future of Ipswich Town Football Club, what plans we had going forward. 
you know, I've got total confidence in Marcus after speaking to him that whatever decisions he makes about other stuff will be for the benefit of the football club. So I trust Marcus totally with them decisions and I think Marcus is now trusting me to manage stuff on the football pitch. So I think we'll both stick to what we're supposed to be doing. Two big games coming up. Town have been unchanged for the last four. From what you've seen today, are the players ready to go again if needed? Is everyone fully fit? Everyone's focused, yeah, without a doubt. I think the three wins in a week have given everybody a big lift because in football, you know yourself, sometimes something can look so far away. But if you win football games quickly and you put runs together, it can come a lot closer to you. So the lads, the staff, everyone have given us a great chance now of getting into the playoffs. There's 16 games to go. We've got to try our best to achieve that. And while there's still a chance for the top two, we've got to focus on that as well. Such a shame that there's no fans for your first match and particularly your first home game on Tuesday. But what a moment that will be to look forward to your, your first game with fans at Portman Road and the place hopefully bouncing. Ah, oh, listen, it'll be a very proud moment for me. You know, my dad's not well at the minute, Chris, and he'd be down here, he'd be very proud. So it's something that I'll smile at and I'll have a good smile for him. And just finally, a message to supporters. There's been lots of thumbs up for you, Paul, on the socials this week. We haven't lost yet. Wait till we lose a few games. There'll be no thumbs up for me then, will he? They'll all have the teeth right into me then. Listen, I can only promise fans that I'm going to do my best. I think if you can, if we can do that, myself, Gary, the staff, the players, we can only give our best every week, but they can have me guarantee that that's what we'll be doing to try and bring success, not back to the club. Every club has a football history, doesn't it? And you have highs and lows in your history of a club. Supporting your club is the most important thing. And we've got a very, very strong support base my job now is to try and make them happy. Thanks a lot for your time. Cheers, Take thank all, you. All the very best. Thank you very much. JD, Sky. That was a very thorough introduction. Um, I, I more want to talk about you as the man because this is the first time that we've met um, and I can tell within the first 10 minutes as to why your fans at your former clubs would be showing you so much affection. You're very warm, energy is very high. What is it that you sort of want to bring from those previous experiences into this and your experience now with Ipswich? Just the experience of your strength of mind, do you know, because in all football jobs, managers have dark days and low days. Do you know the defeats when you suffer late defeats or, you know, you question yourself as a manager, you question your tactics, your formation. But then the biggest thing, the strength of belief you get out of your players. You know, the players are what make football managers good. I've been really lucky at my previous clubs that inheriting good players and adding to them good players that you've got have made them clubs successful. You know, I've had a great time at Chesterfield, at Portsmouth and at Wigan and now my whole future and my whole commitments to Ipswich Town. We've got a lot of good players here. You know, and the most important thing, we make use of them now. Talk to me about this process because this seems like such a quick turnaround. I know football isn't quite like what it was beforehand. A lot of people could shake hands, meet in person, but um, in terms of a conversation on Sunday to, to where you are today, that's a very, very short turnaround. What was that hiring process like for you? Again, I've, I've found it really difficult because well, and I, 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 when you speak about hiring and recruitment and picking up people, I think it's important for clubs that the supporters want the people out there to get the best candidate for the job. And I think that's a fair point. But in football now, we've created an environment where managers apply for jobs. And what I've found it, I've found that's quite strange because I think clubs should be genuinely putting lists together for managers while you've got a manager. Clubs have to forward think it's football. We're not all stupid people. And then, you know, I don't really... I think clubs should then go after the people that they want. You know, as a manager, something that I've learned, you know, previously, I, I, I genuinely won't be applying for jobs ever. You know, I don't think it's correct. I think clubs will find you. 
You know, clubs found me before Ipswich Town who wanted me, but I didn't feel it was the right fit. Certainly on my conversations with Marcus, which were great, do you know, it, they were excellent, they were positive. It was, it, it actually, when you don't know people, you don't know them. And obviously I'd heard a lot about Marcus Evans. His passion for Ipswich Town just shone through and it was really, really refreshing me to hear it. I think what you just made is such an interesting point because there's so many conversations about today about people having to apply for managerial positions, people doing this. But you're in a completely different adverse. You believe that clubs should shortlist and can go after the candidates that they actually want. I, it, it, it's, it's tough. In, football's a tough industry nowadays. A lot of stuff that goes on is not correct. It's not right. It's not proper. But it's football and we all know it goes on. You know, certainly, certainly forward-thinking clubs are probably the best clubs. And that's for the powers that be at the clubs to be forward-thinking. You know, if you're going to lose a manager, you'd roughly know within a, a handful of people who you might want to speak to, who you might want to talk to. You know, and that's that's obviously that's down to the clubs and what they they deems correct and proper. That's just my opinion on it. Paul, oh, I can tell from your energy already, man. Uh, good people deserve good things. So congratulations on the role, my friend. Thank you very much. As well, mate. Thanks for your kind words. Thank you, Donny Tom. Uh, yes, shall I go, Donny? Yeah, you go for some help. Yeah, yeah, okay, great. Hi, Paul. Um, whenever there's a managerial switch, um, you, there's a degree of firefighting that maybe need to happen because you'll be inheriting a squad that perhaps wasn't quite ticking along as you'd want it to be. What's, what, what sort of sense have you got about the squad now? And are you having to pick people up? No, not at all. It's been so refreshing for me coming in that there is such a vibrancy amongst the squad. Do you know, the squad's in a great place. There's do you know, I'm speaking to people that are already still here and people who've knew the squad. Do you know, there's not much badness around it. Some of the squads that you can inherit have, you know, the dressing room might be the best place in the world or whatever it, you may decide as a manager. Do you know, I've been very, very fortunate to come into a very, very good functioning football club. You've had tremendous success in your last three clubs with promotions. What is it that makes you such an effective manager? Tell me that in 16 games. <laughs> um, I listen, you, you, you know, one of the things around you, it's your staff, it's your support staff, it's people around you. Do you know, football clubs should be the happiest places in the world. We're privileged to be in the jobs that we are. And while managers certainly take the brunt of it in terms of criticisms and being sacked, there's so many people behind the managers that can support them and help towards success. I've been very lucky at all my clubs that my support staff's been very strong. You know, going forward at Ipswich, I'm going to need all that help off everyone here. Do you know, and then together we might achieve something. You're coming into a club with a really proud history, but there's there is a feeling that it's just lost its way in recent years. How mindful of that are you, and how difficult is it to you know to get the club and certainly the fans will feel back to some sort of position where they feel they should be? It's always difficult, isn't it? Because when I went to manage Portsmouth. The reality of Portsmouth's situation through dropping into the leagues where they dropped, it's so tough on the supporters. Do you know, Portsmouth went from, you know, when Sol went up to win the FA Cup to play in League Two football. And there's a natural reaction from that. Do you know, Ipswich Town fans probably felt in the Championship that we need to go back to the Premier League because that's a natural feeling. So when you go into League One, there's more anger around the place, if you like. There's more a sense of we have to go back there quickly. Do you know, as a manager, it's... You've got to make sure you try and get a message to supporters to be patient. Now, we all know patient is not a word used in football anymore. We are not stupid people. But there's no manager capable of changing something overnight. 
it takes hard work, especially on a training ground. It's repetition for players. It's confidence levels. There's a there's a loads of factors that come in, and then over a period of time, you can take clubs back where they belong. That's for sure. We've only got to look at Leeds, Sheffield United, them type of clubs. Wolves, who've all been in League One at some point, yet they're all Premier League clubs today. So it certainly can be achieved. And there were rumours you were coming in um, even before before you signed uh, under new owners. Um, obviously amongst all this takeover talk was that purely a coincidence? No I started them <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'm not getting a job I better start something hadn't I no listen you, again it's, it's you guys isn't it especially with social media and all the above you know sometimes you actually read something or one of my sons would tell me and you think wow I don't know where that's come from but certainly I think for managers you know sometimes publicity like that is quite flattering and good if the truth be known well, best of luck. Thank, Thank you very much. Thank you for your time. Paul, good to meet you. Um, just touching on the successes at Portsmouth and Chesterfield and uh, most recently Wigan, what is the building block that you uh, sort of rely on in getting those teams as, as successful as it has been? Certainly an identity as a team, you know, a style of play, consistency in my team selections and consistency in my message to the players. And then the most important factor, working hard behind the scenes. Do you know, it's hard with football because everyone will speak about fitness levels and different... You can only be as fit as your team can be. You can only work as hard as your team can. But I can guarantee supporters it's nothing to do with anything that's gone on at other clubs or them clubs. We'll work very hard to get them to where we want to be and we'll work very hard to make sure that, you know, what we do on a Saturday is the players fully understand and we're all committed to the same cause. And having Gary Roberts working with you, a former Ipswich player, how beneficial is that uh, in the early stages? Yeah, listen, I told him the only reason you're coming with me is because the Ipswich fans like you. I said it's a way in, isn't it? I think, no, Gary, <laughs> Gary's played for me at three clubs now. Do you know, Gary knows everything I want out of players, how, you know, footballers nowadays, some of them enjoy being footballers, but they're not prepared to give football the life. And if you want to be successful in football, you've got to sacrifice. And Gary's had a great career. You know, he finished off playing for me last year at Wigan and he epitomises sometimes what I like about the game. He doesn't have to play. You don't have to play well every week to be a good player, but you've got to want to play well. You've got to work to play well. And I think Gary's messages will be very, very similar to me all. Yeah. And just finally, you, you talked about um, not being able to go to matches and stuff like that. So how were you able to keep on top of football in general, really? I mean, not being able to scout games, not being... A, able to do anything like that. How was it during these COVID period? Probably like everyone else with Sky Sports, isn't it? <laughs> I think we've all sat in the houses where your missus has said, surely there's not another game on today, is there? I think we've all been there, haven't we? You know, Super Sunday's become Super Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, hasn't it? So it, it, it is what it is. I think, you know, for us all, and I think for the people out there who are suffering stuff, I think football's give them a really, really good platform to sort of keep going and stay strong. So hopefully football can lead the way for them. Superb. Wish you well, Paul. Thanks, everyone. Pleasure. Dan from uh, TalkSport. Sorry. Sorry, Paul. Paul, con congrats on the move. Um, Hi, Dan. We, good to see you again. How are you? Okay. Um, we've spoken over the last few months, enjoyed your company on TalkSport. You spoke about needing to be patient, waiting for the right opportunity, being allowed to manage how you wanted to. 
looking for the right long-term project. That's something you spoke about as well. Do Ipswich tickle the boxes for you? Every single one. Every single one. I think sometimes as a manager, it's hard because one of the things that you have to accept, and it was tough for me, there's so many managers now going into jobs till the end of the season. And you have to look at what's going on in the world to appreciate that. Do you know, it's been a really difficult time for everyone. Do you know, and sometimes maybe I had to look back and think, I might be looking for something that doesn't exist. You know, not everyone has had to have a reality check with what's gone on, Dan. You know, certainly when the Ipswich sort of opportunity come around, speaking to the owner was something that I absolutely craved to do. Do you know, while I was Wigan manager, I didn't even know who the owners were. I never, ever spoke to them. I never seen any danger signs coming. On speaking to Marcus Evans, it was quite clear that his passion for Ipswich Town was very, very, very strong and he's desperate to take the club back to where we all wanted to go. So it was just aligned with myself, certainly wanting to go back to the Championship as quickly as possibly we can. And we all know what a difficult league the Championship can be. So let's take the first steps first and try and get there and then let's see what we can hopefully do if that's achieved. Yeah, we've already called it long-term, Paul, but... Unbeaten in five, two points off the playoffs, three straight wins. From day one, there's an expectation placed on you, isn't there? Absolutely nothing to do with me all that time, was it? But you keep telling everyone I've been involved and that'll do me lovely. I think when you look at Ipswich, Dan, and I think, you know, a couple of the clubs, certainly being in the playoffs is possibly, you know, what should be expected. You know, we're a big club in the league, of course we are. And we all have to take that pressure on board. I think from... Not being in the playoffs, there's a load of different reasons. We've had a lot of injuries. There's been a lot of good players missing. Paul Lambert had just got the club on. A couple of wins on the bounce. They followed that up with Thursday. So, you know, unfortunately for us all, that situation was the situation. The rights and wrongs of that are not my concern and I certainly won't be delving into that. Going forward now, we're coming into a team and a squad that, with a manager changing, is in a unique position of being in a good place. They are very confident. They are looking upwards. And our job now as staff is to make sure we fuel our fire. You've alluded to it already and the work of Paul Lambert before. I think it's pretty public knowledge there was a level of disillusion with the fans towards Paul Lambert, towards the direction of the club. Do you have work to do, you feel, to unite the fan base, to get everybody behind you? It's not my job, Dan, you know that. Do you know, I've got the utmost respect for all managers, me, because I know what managing's like, I know what it brings, I know how lonely it can be, I know how tough it can be. So Paul's time at the club should be certainly remembered by everyone and wish Paul well, because that's football and Stuart the same. Because them guys committed to the club, they moved down to the area, they had two and a half years of their lives. Do you know, for whatever reason, that situation's changed. It's now my time at the club to obviously do the best I can. You know, there's no promises of what we're going to do and when we're going to do it. The only promise will be how hard we'll work towards bringing people what they want. What can you promise Ipswich fans, Paul? Front foot football, brave football, that's what you've brought to your side previously. Yeah, hopefully, Dan. And again, you've got to be careful because when you speak sometimes, it can be disrespectful to anything that's gone on. I think one about the thing about my teams as such, but it should be our team, is that I do have an identity and I have a clear style of play. It's very much I want to believe in, do you know, and that will be evident from day one. Can see always see your hunger, Paul. See your appetite for the game up close. I've been on the end of a few post-game dressing downs from you over the years. Are you looking forward to the tussle with these guys as well? All these press lads have just yeah. died for cover here, Dan, haven't they? <laughs> <laughs> hey, managing Portsmouth comes with a health warning, Dan, doesn't it? That's for certain. No, listen. I think you know one of the things, Dan. 
But as a manager, when you go home and you sit down and you do, you'd always realise how lucky you are to manage these clubs. You know, whatever club it is you manage, because there's so much responsibility comes with it. I think if you've been out of work for eight months and you get a little bit older, I think you just appreciated that a little bit more. Always good to see you. Stay well, mate. Thank you. OK, and just on to written press. So maybe Stu, if you want to start, kick things off. Hi, Paul. Nice to meet you. Um, I will be one of those uh, local guys that will be at all the games home and away. So we'll have plenty of chance to talk going forward, I'm sure. But um, I just wanted to know what your view was on Ipswich Town Football Club as a whole growing up uh, as a club. Um, I guess you were quite, you know... Uh, very young man when uh, the, the glory years were at this football club but how have you seen Ipswich Town looking from the outside in? Again just a fantastically good club so I think when you when when you speak about football management and you come into it we have a, a thing that the staff speak about about a football pyramid and within a football pyramid everyone's got a place haven't he? Obviously being a big Liverpool fan we're number one everyone can fight for everything else Within that, you'll have seen that, obviously with the teams that I've managed, certainly Portsmouth, Wigan, Chesterfield, every team has a place in that pyramid. So certainly for Ipswich Town fans, as we speak now, I think we're seventh in the league. Would that be correct? In League One. That's not our place in the pyramid. My job's to make sure that I put us back to a place where we're all satisfied with. What is that place, Paul? Sixth in League One with a bit of luck. <laughs> <laughs> It, 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 it's hard because one of the things that clubs and I think fans will appreciate when you've watched great days it's difficult to watch bad days and the manager and the players have to be sort of respected that them days aren't here no more but we're working towards hopefully bringing them back you know the lads here are very committed you only walk into the, the training ground the training centre to realise the facilities are amazing the football club is such a strong club in terms of Portman Road has always been one of the the great stadiums to play football at. You know, you play at Portman Road under lights, for example, the atmosphere is great and, you know, not a bit like Upton Park, if you like, used to be. You know, them nights are good and, you know, they've always had a strong fan base as well. Ipswich would support the club through days like we have today where we really need supporters with us. You know, I know the, the I follow stuff's been really high. You know, the online buying of stuff and merchandise is high and we really need that as a club because we want to be strong against who. Some similarities with Portsmouth. You came in there when they were perhaps at a real low ebb, and uh, is there similarities in trying to sort of turn Ipswich round the, the way you did with Portsmouth? And and when it does start to turn, how powerful can can that feel when you start to inject something back into a club that has been on a downward trajectory for for so long? It's a really good question, isn't it? Because you know football fans believe at probably ninety nine percent of the clubs that they're the twelfth man, but sometimes at some of the football clubs. They're actually not the 12th man. They're actually the 10th man. It's like losing a man because they're that critical of the team on the pitch and the performance. And, you know, sometimes football fans' anger can come out in the wrong way. So you have been brought up as a football fan to support your team, to get behind your team, to have no negativity. The negativity used to come when we go for a pint after the game and we can slag everyone off then. But for 90 minutes during a football game, a football fan's job is to support and get behind his team. I think that's difficult sometimes when your clubs drop to levels. It's a logical thing. You know, but certainly going forward, you know, Saturday afternoon is what we all love. You know, going for the pint before the game, what teams he picked, looking forward to the game and hopefully winning a few games, getting good cup runs, them exciting nights at the ground that we all love. So 
I'm going to do my best to try and bring it back to Pogan Road. Yeah, and you praise the facilities there, the stadium, the training facilities. Obviously, Paul Lambert just a few weeks ago was talking about the structure of the club being wrong. I think that was a big part of his discussions with Marcus towards the end. Did you seek reassurances from Marcus with, with your chats with him? Are you, do you see a club that's got an infrastructure here that can, can move forward? I think the biggest thing, certainly, you know, speaking about Paul and what was discussed with Paul is totally nothing to do with me and totally irrelevant. Then that's that circumstance is gone. Do you know, certainly coming forward, I think all forward clubs should be forward planning and we should be looking to be better tomorrow than we are today. Certainly, I've been in here for two days now, you know, so I'm absolutely delighted with the facilities. I'm delighted with everything that's going on with the club. Paul, thank you so much for your time and very, very best of luck. We'll see you, uh, see you Saturday. Thanks very much, everyone. Anyone else? Happy? Good luck, mate. Cheers, brother. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. All, All the good. best, everyone. Thank you. Anyone? Yeah. Yeah. Cheers, Paul. Sorry, mate. I didn't Sorry, Chris. Go on. I was just about to mute you then, Chris. Sorry, I was typing away. Go on, mate. You're fine. Anyway, how are you doing, Paul? Good, thank you. Good, good stuff, mate. It's funny, you, you, just what you, were, what you were saying earlier about you you're possibly looking for a, a job before it hadn't existed. I, I was sort of writing something very similar last, last week about about sort of you and the situation you were in where you, you probably came out of Wigan feeling you quite rightly deserved to sort of crack at a good big club after what you'd done and then the sort of rope was kind of pulled from under you, wasn't it, in a way? Spot on, yeah. It was hard because what when we were at Wigan, and again... The reality, what we were trying to do, and I had great help at Wigan, obviously from Liam Richardson, you know, Anthony Barry, all the staff. But we also had Joe Royal come in. Uh, Jonathan Jackson was there and Darren Royal. And within that, we had a really solid plan. And the plan was to try and put a team together that could grow. You know, and the disappointing thing for us, we were fully on side with everything that was going on. And to have that taken away as it was, was so cruel. My old focus at the time, like it was, was trying to get Wigan into the playoffs the next year, which I felt was achievable. We had a really good side, really good side that had been put together by quite a few people's hard work. So obviously when I come out of Wigan, you know, the reality is I, I probably thought I would be in work quicker than I was, which is the truth. Do you know, but certainly on one or two of the offers that I did get, you know, certainly the criteria of the offer wasn't what I wanted, but then positions were certainly filled quick enough. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious to know as well because obviously I've I read a few of the things you've said and I've spoken yourself a few times in the past and I know you like quite a, a degree of control when you manage a club. You, you want quite a big say in things. And I was just wondering if you possibly came to the conclusion that maybe sort of in the championship those, those jobs increasingly don't exist anymore. Well, if you look at some of the clubs in the championship now, with the greatest respect to them, what they're doing is an absolute joke, isn't it? Because they're in a total mess. So whether it's Paul Cook or someone else, they maybe need to look at what they're doing. You know, because they're actually taking good clubs down and that's so wrong. You know, I only want to be at a good club with good people that I don't want total control of any club. That's so wrong now in a football world. We have recruitment rooms, we have different outlets for infrastructure. The reality is good clubs have good people working for them and that's what makes the club better. Yeah, and I'm guessing that's probably when you were looking at jobs and possibly being offered jobs in the past you were looking at that and, and, and realising that maybe wasn't there is that, is that fair to say? You're just about to get me to have a pop at someone and I'm going along with it really well aren't I? Hey, you've got me by the way haven't you? 
Listen, I think the best thing is that I'm manager of Ipswich now, aren't I? And I'm absolutely delighted. And what other clubs do, let them go and do. Yes, and I, what, what, I, to be fair, mate, I was going to get on to Ipswich, and I was just going to say... Good, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Marcus is, is, you know, it takes a bit of stick from the supporters sometimes for maybe not putting as much money in as other people, but is, is, is he willing to give, sort of like, to take a step back and, and let you have that, that bit of control? Uh, listen, I think at all clubs, I think sometimes relationships are strong. I think my relationship with Marcus will be a strong one. It will be a good one. And obviously what goes on within that relationship should stay very, very private. You know, that's what clubs lack now. For a lot of managers, the relationships with people above them are good and are not strong. And once that starts happening at clubs, people are in trouble. And it's sad for the game that that, that happens. I'm absolutely delighted to be here. My conversations with Marcus have been very good, very positive. We're going to disagree on stuff. If we don't disagree, that's not normal. So, but certainly we've got both we've got Ipswich's best interest at heart and hopefully that'll lead us to success. Um, and I know you've been keen to talk about the short-term targets because that's probably all you've really got as a manager these days, but it's you must have come here saying this as a, as a, as a club you can fulfil those ambitions that you spoke about earlier about being a good club in the Championship that can, that can push for promotion. It's hard, isn't it? Because as you just said, you know the longevity for managers now, in my opinion, you, you, know, you see managers sacked without a transfer window. Like, it's absolutely madness. Do you know, people can't work under them pressures or they won't work to the best. Certainly now, do you know, when you're out of work, you're hoping something comes along that fits the criteria that you want. Do you know, as I say, I'm absolutely delighted to be here. Do you know, I know I'm at a good club. I know everything, the infrastructure, I know everything's there in place now. Now it's down to me. Yeah, nice one, Paul. And you. Thank you. Paul. Yeah. Just a quick couple of questions. From, from the way from the way you're talking, you expect Marcus Evans to be around as owner for 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 some time. I mean, he's he's here to stay. The way the way that you're the way that you're based on the conversations you've had with him, is that is that fair enough to say? I feel like using all time to trick me into saying something that I'll regret. <laughs> I've only been on here for half an hour, and my conversations with Marcus haven't changed in half an hour. That's for sure. You know, we've had as I say, we've had. You know, sometimes when you're looking for stuff, guys, I can't give you it. I've said everything that I need to say. Do you know, I'm okay. dead happy to be here. I mean, yeah. you with me? I can't tell you any more than that. I just left at the end. Would you mind telling me quickly, Paul, what, what kind of a, a coach Anthony Barry is? You mentioned you work with him at Wigan. I brought Anthony to Wigan. Yeah. I brought Anthony. Yeah. He's a fantastic young coach. He's very, very bright. He's very, very well educated now. He's got get, gaining great experience under Frank Lampard and Tuchel. And he'll certainly add to any staff, he will add something that'll be good. Thank you. All the best, thank you. Thank you. Can I just ask you? Oh my God, where did you just come from? There's quite a lot of us I know. I won't be too long, I promise. You mentioned style and identity, and obviously the club has got has had a style and identity. The fans will obviously, um, you know, Bobby Robson era, the George Burley era, Gary played under Jim McDilton, yeah. who obviously had a style of football as well. Do you see your? I mean, I've seen your teams. I think that the two kind of mesh together well, don't they? I would, I, I would hope so. Are you with me? You know, certainly what you have to do, I have to adapt to the players that are here first. Then going forward, when we recruit players, we can try and recruit players to adapt to the system. Certainly what we want to see at the minute, we want to get the best out of everyone we've got here. And we also want everyone at the club to feel that they're going to get an opportunity to shine. I think that's really important. We've got a lot of players as we speak, a lot of contacted players. 
you know, so we've got to make sure we see the best of them. And then obviously what goes on in the summer then, depending on how we finish the season, what league we're in, etc. We can sit down with Marcus and Lee and we can go through stuff then. Having a big squad has got positives and negatives, I would imagine, in the current circumstances. You know yourself, it, it's hard to keep everyone happy. When footballers aren't playing football, they shouldn't be happy. If they are happy, there's something wrong. So that's something that we're going to have to overcome. And young players, obviously, there's a tradition at the club of bringing through young players in the academies, obviously, a very big part of the club. That's, that's something that you kind of, is part of your philosophy as well? Without a shadow of a doubt, it's, I think, you know, when people, I think there was a, there's a song that's been developed where someone's one of their own, isn't it? And I think there's nothing like for a football fan to see one of their own on a football pitch because it's something that we can all identify with. So I'm no different than that. As a Liverpool fan, I love seeing Liverpool lads in our team because it should mean a bit more for you, shouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, certainly. And Tuesday night, I was, I was at Accrington. Um, you seem to sort of sit on your hands for the first 20 minutes or so, but then couldn't really resist uh, involving yourself in the... In, 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 the, in the kind of, you know, telling the players what to do and that kind of thing. I promised everyone I'd shut up and I didn't stick to me promise, did I? I couldn't do it. <laughs> it's difficult, isn't it? Because you don't want mixed messages. Certainly Matt and Brian had travelled up and they were doing great. It was a really, it was a tough night. It was a very cold night. It's a difficult game. But I also know how important three points are. And when you travel back, if you've got three points, they're invaluable when it comes to the end of the season because every point is gold. And it's given you a it's given you a, a, a sort of added to the platform that you can build on in the in the weeks and months to come. I'd have preferred us to get beaten to be a lot easier for me to add, wouldn't it? <laughs> That's <laughs> it pressure. I think it's great for the supporters, it's great for everyone else because the league table for Ipswich Town has changed very much in a week. And that just shows you what a strong week can do for you. Okay, thank you very much indeed. Really good to Okay. Me. All the best guys, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Done. Done, yeah. Thank you. I said, why not?